like to share with you a short idea from this week's Torah portion. It says something interesting in this week's Parsha. It talks a lot about uh, not forgetting Hashem. When we go into the land of Israel and we f- we succeed and we have incredible success in our farming and in our careers and in our army and our our cities and everything's going great for us, at that moment there's a chance we're going to forget Hashem. So how do we avoid this? So there's something very interesting in this week's parsha. It says, Lo al halechem levado yechia ha'adam, not on bread alone does a person live, but rather on what comes out of the mouth of God does a person live. What does that mean? What comes out of the mouth of God? So, the there's another verse in this week's parsha, another very famous verse, and we'll use that to try to explain both other ideas. The Torah says, Ma, Ma means what? What does Hashem want from us? Ki'im liyira, just to fear Him. What does God want from us just to fear Him? And the, the concept of fear, we don't necessarily relate to that so much. Why do I have to fear God? God loves us unconditionally like a parent. But we realize uh, as we are more sophisticated and mature that fear is also really important in every relationship. And a better word perhaps than fear is respect. You need to have a respectful relationship as well as a love relationship. But, but really the word fear in the Torah really means awareness. Because when your parents tell you as a kid, don't touch the stove, it's hot, you don't really believe them, it doesn't mean anything. But then that one time you burn yourself, now you realize what they said was real. Now I have to be careful, I have to watch myself. So the idea of fearing God means respecting God, having awe for God, recognizing the awesomeness of God and the importance of that relationship, not wanting to damage the relationship. But it also means awareness that, it, that God is real. So the Talmud sees in this verse a hidden word. The Torah says, Ma Hashem me'imcha. What does God ask from you? And the Talmud says that word Ma, which means what? Actually, there's a hidden letter inside that word. And the Talmud says that inside the word Ma, which is spelled of two Hebrew letters, Mem and He, there's a letter Aleph, a silent letter. Aleph is the first letter of the Aleph base of the Hebrew alphabet. It's the numerical value 1. And inside the word Ma, the Talmud says the word Aleph, the letter Aleph, which spells Meya, which means a hundred. Says the Talmud, how do we come to fear God? How would we come to have an awe relationship with the awesomeness of God? How do we come to be aware of God's reality in our life? Is through the word Meya. The word Ma corresponds Kabbalistically to the stuff of this word, world, the whatness the material world. But inside the material world, the Talmud's teaching us is the hidden letter Aleph, which represents God, the oneness of God. The alufo shall olam, olam. The word Aleph also means the teacher or the master, the chief of the world, which corresponds to God. Inside the stuff of this world, there's hidden spirituality. In fact, according to Kabbalah, this world, the material world, is made up on the cosmic level, on the deepest metaphysical level, Beneath the atoms, and inside the atoms are quarks, and inside the quarks are strings. Inside the strings, at the most base primal level, is spiritual reality, which Kabbalah calls the Word of God. 
that they're actually Hebrew letters vibrating inside every single point of existence. From the, the very, very huge to the very, very small. Everything's made up of God particles. And when I first learned this concept actually in physics, I was reading a book on quantum physics which talked about string theory, and it explained that strings, according to the, the at least at the time the book was written, the, the most modern co concept, strings are the baseline of all matter. Why are they called strings? Because strings vibrate. And the different vibrations create the different realities. And I literally fell off my seat when I read this. Because according to Kabbalah, the baseline of existence is the Word of God. The Word of God, which is literally vibrations. Hebrew letters that are making up the different elements of creation. According to the oldest Kabbalistic book, it's called Sefer Yetzirah, discusses the different energies of the Hebrew letters and how each of those creates different aspects of reality. So inside the Ma, inside the stuff is a hidden letter Aleph. And the rabbis say the word a hundred, Maya, teaches us that in order to have a relationship with God on a daily basis to live in awe and fear and respect and consciousness of God's reality is to make a hundred blessings a day. The word a hundred. And therefore, before we take from this world, we make a blessing. We make a blessing on any food we pour and put it in our mouth. And not only on food, drink, smells, Phenomenon, natural phenomenon, mountains, rivers, oceans, thunder, lightning, rainbows. Also, perhaps the most incredible blessing is when you come out of the bathroom, you make a blessing thanking God for your body. In the morning, we make blessings on different aspects on our clothing and our shoes and, and uh, our body's ability to walk and, and our eyesight and our brain's ability to comprehend different realities. We make blessings throughout our day. <clears throat> And the idea of blessings before mitzvahs is consciousness, awareness. That inside this experience I'm about to have, whether it's doing a mitzvah, putting on tefillin, lighting Shabbos candles, or eating a food, is the Word of God. There's a hidden letter Aleph inside this experience, inside the matter. And when I make that blessing, I'm literally able to connect to the spirituality inside the food. According to Kabbalah, very interesting. The body and soul have very little in common. The body likes physical things. The soul likes spiritual things. What keeps them together? So according to Jewish mysticism, it's actually food that keeps the body and soul together. Because if you don't eat body and soul, they separate from each other. And that's called death. So how does food keep the body and soul together? Because there's something in the food that's good for both the body and the soul. The body is connecting to the material matter, the vitamins, the nutrients, the protein, the carbohydrates inside that food. <clears throat> but the soul is connecting to the Word of God, the spirituality inside that food, the divine spark. And the soul is getting nourishment through releasing that divine spark and connecting it back to spirituality. So instead of letting the food pull you down, when we make a blessing, we lift up the food. And we utilize it as an opportunity to connect to spirituality. And then we take that energy from the food and we use it to do mitzvahs, to learn Torah, to do good deeds. And in doing so, we're literally lifting up all the matter in that we just ingested. All the sunlight and the rainwater and the nutrients and the, if we're eating plants or if we're eating animals, all the energy from that animal, it's all going into us. And you, you are what you eat. But perhaps even more importantly, you are how you eat. Because if you eat like an animal, if you eat just on a physical level, so the food pulls you down, makes you into it, turns you into an animal. But if you eat 
with the intention of being grateful and connecting the spirituality and food, you lift up the animal that you're eating and you lift yourself up as well. So food has the opportunity to bring us to a very high spiritual level. It also has an opportunity to bring us down. So uh, one of the ideas in this week's Parsha is when we go into Israel, don't forget Hashem. Why? Why would you forget Hashem when all is good, good in your life? The answer is, is that when we need something, when we have a lack, that's when we turn to God. As the expression goes, there's no atheist in a foxhole. When a person is surrounded by gunfire on all sides, you're going to pray to God. But when things are good in your life, when you have everything you need, it's very easy to forget God. Right? When you need a, when you need a job, when you need to find a, a, a spouse, when there's, when you're lacking something, when you need a, when you're having a health problem, God forbid, everyone turns to God. But when things are good, it's very easy to forget. And, uh, I know there's a famous, uh, story. I think, I think it might be from The Simpsons, actually, where, uh, Homer Simpson is praying for a spot. Car, he asked the park his car. He says, God, please send me a spot. And just then the clouds open up and the car in front of him pulls out of the spot. And he turns to God. He said, never mind. It's very easy to think that we're the cause of our accomplishments. And it says again in this expression, another famous, famous verse is, you're going to go to the land of Israel and you're going to think, the strength of my hands, the talents and my own accomplishments is what created me all this wealth. And the Torah says, you have to remember, it's all a gift. It's all a blessing. And that's why we make blessings. Because if you count your blessings every day, say a hundred blessings, it keeps you conscious of the gratitude that we should have in our life at all times. And it's the Torah's recipe for engendering not only relationship with God, fear, awe, awareness of God's existence, but also an attitude of gratitude, which is the most important thing that we all have to work on in our life. So I want to bless you all with a beautiful Shabbos of connection to spirituality and recognition that we need divine assistance to accomplish everything. And the more we make blessings, the more blessings we're going to have in our life. Have a beautiful Shabbos. Thank you for listening.